All right, everyone, it's, uh, Monday, November, September 26, 2022. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin. This is Big Marcel. This is the MMA OB Daily Podcast. Looking forward to talking to you, Marcel. I haven't seen you in a week and, and that beautiful face of yours, man. How's everything going? We didn't talk much last week. No UFC, right? So how's everything, man? Yeah, man, I'm fat. Pretty hot and tempting, you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Uh, always fun to... Uh, to talk some MMA with you, uh, yep. yeah, not 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 a real lot going on this weekend. You know, a few a few events, but uh, yeah, I know UFC and uh, next weekend the UFC again. I think it's a pretty fun card. So yeah, looking forward to talk to you. Absolutely, man. So we got a bunch of fights here. They finally updated the belt order. I'm looking at it right now. You yeah, that took forever, right? Like I know you were counting them to get the get I, the, uh, the boat order up, right, bro. I hate it so much. It's always when you have that week off in between. They're so fucking slow to 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 do the powder order or something. It's like it's that difficult. When actually on the first main card was Brandon Allen Jotko and Cody Garbrandt against Yaya was a co-main event. And then they changed it. You saw it on the broadcast. But then the prelims, nowhere to show, you know, and they finally showed it today. So right. yeah. I'm changing it right now because I just realized they, I don't know. Like the one you posted is a little different. Am I am I wrong? I think if it's... you look, the, the the topology one has the right one, and ESPN has the right one up. I don't know where you're looking. UFC stats, man. Let me see. Let me. I see. think it's different yeah. than what you posted today because I, I definitely see. updated it and now it looks different again. So I think they uh... changed it again on you, buddy. Am I right? It looks like it's different. No, it's the same what I posted. Oh, oh yeah, okay. they, they still they still have Leah Latson on, which should be uh, Julia Stoliarenko. Yes, they do. They do have that mixed up. That's just dumb. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make sense. Okay, so that's the right boat order, though, right? That new one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. All right, so we're gonna break down all the fights, guys. It's gonna be good. Glenn, what's up, man? Joe, what's up, man? Glad to have you guys in the chat. I'd say we just get into it, Marcel, because there is quite a bit of fights. Mm -hmm. So let's start this uh, off right now. Give me one second here, pulling up the odds. Um, man, a lot of MMA this week. It's crazy. There was like nothing last week, and there's all these cards this week. Isn't that isn't that crazy? Like, there are even two, uh, th two or three Dutch events over here. I mean, and, and it's always when those two are happening. It's at the same weekend. It's just just a tad bit annoying, you know. I'm happy they're doing the Dutch events, you know, but it's always in the same weekend, you know. It's like they want to instead of more developing. It's like we we going against each other. I don't know if it's on purpose or it's just just uh, coincidental coincidental but i don't know man you know I, I would like to see it more spread over the year than they go against each other but uh, i know it's on different days but just the same weekend you know it's just yeah that's just yeah. me but uh yeah a lot of lot of uh fights going on you know also the last episode of the contender series so yeah a lot absolutely um yeah there's a lot there's a lot going on right it's just it's pretty crazy mm -hmm. but uh I'm looking forward to talking about this card. So just, like, I always ask you, man, like, before we get into it, like, what are your thoughts overall on the card? UFC Vegas 61, what do you think? I actually like it, man. People are like, it's a bad card. I don't think so. If you look at, I really like the main card matchups. When I think the main event is fire, I like the brown Ronaldo fight. Um, you got the Barcelos, Trevin Jones, uh, Trevin Jones fight, which should be great. Uh, you got Mike David, Vichyslav Borchev, uh, Castaneda against Willie Katsantos. Those are all great fights, dude. I really love and so dig against the debutant, debutant, the Shayna's guy. I like it a lot. So uh yeah, there are there are a lot there are a lot going on. So uh I, I'm looking forward to it, you know. And uh, also some very fun prelims. Uh, looking forward to see what Tab Tabata Ricci can do against Jessica Penne. Um they got the, the two the two uh guys who should should have fought two or three times before Olenek against Latifi. 
Brandon Allen is on the prelims. Um, Randy Costa. There are a lot of fun fights on the prelims. I actually don't know why people are so complaining about this card. I think it's a fun one. We got Alex in the chase to check your DMs. I, I don't know. Like, did you, did you yeah. DM me, Alex? Oh, you did. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, gosh. Let's see what he says here. Oh, really? That's interesting. That's funny. Okay, that's interesting. Damn. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Alex, do you want to say what you said? I don't know. Maybe it's a secret. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Um, I'm just looking at the, the comments right now. Yeah. <clears throat> let's get into this card, man, because there's so many fights. Like, let's just get into it. Okay, so let's start with the first fight, Marcel. And, uh, again, this is the latest card update. Hopefully, this doesn't change on you again. You have to make another post. They will. Obviously, they will. Always. Your boy, the Zohan Randy Costa, minus 285 against Ninja Guido Canetti, plus 240. What do you think, man? First fight in the card. I tell you honestly, man. I mean, Ninja Kennedy, he has done better than I expected. Uh, he did better against Mana Martinez. He lost split decision yep. Yep. fight, which could have gone to him as well. Chris Moutinho, he won that fight uh, with a TKO in the first round. Um, if you look at Randy Costa, man, he lost his last two fights. And against Adrian Yanez, that's not that bad. I, that, and he was actually looking very good in the first round in that fight, you know. Uh, he almost finished Yanez, but Yanez came back in the second round and did very well. The Tony Califi doesn't look good to him for him, in my opinion, you know. Although, if I look at the one on one, I feel like Randy Costa has way more upside than Guido Canetti. Man, Canetti is at the end of his career, in my opinion. Uh, Costa is still young. Let's be really honest, dude. I, you know, I love Randy Costa, but if he, he doesn't win against Guido Canetti, I don't know if he should be in the UFC. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You know what I mean? Although, if you look at him against Adrian Yanez that first round, he looked like a world beater. You know what I mean? He looked like uh, next big thing in the division. So it's so difficult, you know. But uh, I think if he has a route like that against Guido Canetti, he, he walks through him. So. Um, I'm going Randy Costa, and I'm going with a finish as well. I'm going with a TKO for Randy Costa in the first one. I think he has to make a statement in this one. Yeah, I don't think the fight goes the distance. I'll say that right now. I think someone gets finished in this fight. I mean, I, I don't even think that's a question, to be honest with you. Like, someone's getting finished in this fight. Marcel, you know, Randy should win, right? He really should. Yeah. He's, he's much younger. He's 15 years younger. I mean, I'm going to say that. Guido's one of the few guys born. Actually, there's three 40-plus fighters in this car, which is crazy. Um, we also have Olenek and Ternaldo. Olenek, by the way, Tornado's 44. I didn't even realize that until I was doing the, the research. And, and obviously, Olenek's 45. Guido's 40. Uh, he's turning 43 uh, in December. So he's an older guy, too. Here's the problem, though, man, with this fight. For, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm passing on this one. I have no interest other than the fight not going the distance as far as the side goes because I just don't trust Randy Costa's gas tank, Marcel. I really don't, man. I, I think his cardio is just is bad, like straight up. Um, and it's crazy, right? Because, like, the guy seems to be in amazing shape. He's always training with great camps. Although I've heard he left, um, he left Killcliff, and now he's yeah. doing his own thing. So that's interesting. Maybe it'll help him. Maybe not. I don't know. But what I've seen him from him in the UFC, he's a front runner. If he does well in the first round, he can finish you. But as you saw against Yanez, and against Tony Kelly, if he can't finish you in the first round, Marcel, all three of his losses are my second round finish. <laughs> if he doesn't fin, and all of his wins are my first round knockout. So if he doesn't finish this fight in the first round, I think he actually gets finished himself. I think Guido could win this fight. It's just hard for me to back a guy who's turning 43. That's the problem here, you know? Um, but the guy, you know, like you said, that Manny Martinez fight, Manny Martinez is also a knockout artist who was on a roll, too. And he didn't get through him easily. Like, that was a really close fight, like you said, man. And uh, Chris Boutin was not good. So, I mean, I can't really take a lot away from that. But he did pick up the win as an underdog in there. And it was like a, it was a small underdog, whatever. But, you know, some of the losses are not to bad guys, you know, but Dana Bactari and, 
Marlon Barrett. He's got a lot of experience, too. I think he could win this fight, man, really. I want to pick him, but I just can't do it because of the age. That's that's pretty much what it is, Marcel. If he was 30 years old, I would pick him right now because I'd be fading Costas cardio. But like you said, like that first round against Yanez, like can Guido survive that? I don't think so, right? That's the thing. But I say this, Marcel, if his chin holds up, I think he'll win the fight because I think if he gets some of the first round, he'll lose uh, Costa. It's- crazy dude you know because i think if randy costa can keep that form which he has in the first round you know he can be so good you know but he, he has cardio issues you know and you saw before and that's what why i'm ha- I, listen man i i think costa wins in the first round but if he doesn't he will be probably in trouble again you know like you said so it's like it's pretty much you're going with the first round finish for randy costa or you're going with Kennedy later you know yeah, pretty much. But yeah, like I said, I think someone gets finished in this fight. So that's what I'm looking for in this fight. Just the fight doesn't go the distance. All right, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. But who did you pick? Uh, I'm picking Acosta by knockout in the, the first round. But it, again, it's it's one of those fights where if he doesn't finish, he'll, I think he'll get finished. So that's yeah, why I like the, the fight doesn't go the distance a little better. It's one of these fights where I think many people will back Costa in the first, uh, uh, knocking him out, you know, yeah. and it is probably much more closer than 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 many people think it will be you know yeah that, that's like there's no props up right now but like that's obviously an option right he cost in the first round by knockout right because like that's how he wins all those fights so that's definitely something to keep in mind i think um again you know i think guido could win but it's just hard for me to back a guy that's that old that's that's the problem with me man with him here for me he has the legendary stash now costa did you see saw that? that i saw that he's a funny <laughs> guy like he's popular yeah, right? i also think that's why the line is where it is too because everyone likes the guy but i'm just trying to look at things like from what I've seen, Marcel, like he's a Obviously, guy that yeah. he's a front runner. If he does well, he'll win. The second he starts to have adversity, he tends to, to fade a bit. So, all right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. We have a women's catch weight bout, 140 pounds. Chelsea Chandler making her de- UFC debut against uh, Julia Stoliorenko here, who's taking the fight on somewhat short notice, I guess, right? Like there was another opponent for Chandler originally. Yeah, that was Leah Letson. Leah Letson, exactly. So, she goes from Letson, who actually has a win over Stoli Renko, to Stoli Renko. <laughs> According to UFC, it's still a Letson, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a pick em, basically. Um, minus 110 each. So <laughs> what do you think, man? Because it's obviously it's not an easy fight to call. What do you think? Yeah, good thing to mention that the fight is at the catch weight of 140 pounds. Yep. Uh, I was supposed to be at 135, but uh, one of the two, I think, Stoli Renko asked no, no, for... No, 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 no. It's no, the other way around. Yeah, it's, oh, let, me, let, me, let me talk here, because I actually watched uh, the interview today. John did, an interview. John did an interview with her, and I did James did too. And they, James they did talked, too. Yeah, they talked to her about uh, like why the weight class is 140. She has a thyroid condition, and it's very hard for her to lose weight. She wants to fight at 145. The UFC says, I want we want you to fight at 135. She is a big girl, though, and she can't make that weight, so they just decided to do a 140. Um, and she was talking about how, like, she's like, I don't understand why I have to go to 145 but nor- or 135 and Norm Dumont gets to fight 145. So it seems like there's some sort of conflict there where they want her down the weight class like they do with Cyborg all those years ago. Remember, they're like, you have to fight at 135. And she made 140, almost died in that bathtub. Remember that video? So yeah. anyways, the point is, like, this girl has a health problem where it's hard for her to cut that weight. But I don't, like, I think she's a pretty good fighter. Anyways, give me your thoughts, man. It annoys me actually because you have a 145 division. You got girls who want to fight at 145, and you are like, you got to fight at 135. Why do you have that 145 division around then? You I know. know. So now that that other fight is in the works for Brazil, right? With just Josiana Nunes and uh, Zara Fern at 145. I mean, why keep 145 around if you don't want to do anything with it? You know, it's just like to get to keep Amanda Nunes with a two belt 
uh, around the shoulder probably i don't know um to go back to the fight you know Stoyarenko doesn't get the arm bars pretty much not 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 happening anything a lot you know you saw that in the jessica rose clark fight when she got it she surprised me there a lot to be honest was her first win in the ufc um chelsea chandler what i've seen so far she looks pretty solid you know um but it's always hard, you know, your first fight in the UFC. We saw it a week ago with Daniel Zellhuber, right? Everybody was huge on Daniel Zellhuber. And uh, he pretty much felt awful in, the, in his debut. So I'm also really hesitant all the time. But I think Chandler has more upside. I think she, she's, she's overall a better fighter. I'm taking Chandler here, but taking a decision. No man, I agree with you on this one. So I, I like I didn't really know anything about her. I'll be honest with you guys. Like I, I knew she was Invicta, but I didn't really know who she was. Um, watching her fights, she's pretty good, Marcel. Like she's a good grappler, right? Like she has yeah. she has good top control. She can wrestle you, and you know she's still a young fighter improving. Strange with the Diaz brothers, which is interesting too. But she she's not like them at all. Like she's not like. Uh, you know, like a Chris Avia where he talks like Nate Diaz or something. Like she's just, just she's just her own person. Like she actually has a sister that fights in Invicta too. I don't know if you knew that. Um, she has a younger sister in Invicta. Yeah, Charlene. So the two fighting Chandler sisters. I I think that the wrestling could win this fight alone, Marcel. I really do. You know, especially that it's at a higher weight class, right? So the rank was bounced around between one thirty five, one forty five. Listen, she had a good win in her last fight. Don't get me wrong. She uh, she got that. Go ahead. I thought she had the brother, man. Uh, who? Michael. Oh, Michael Chandler is funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyways, uh, Julia, like, Marcel, she had owned four in her first four fights. Yeah. Or, or five if you want to count the fight with Panny. Or I guess that she had one to fight, too. So, like, one in five. You count those in the uh, tough fights. And then finally gets a win, right? In, in 40 seconds, like, that fight never played out. Like, we don't even know how that fight would have went if she didn't submit her really quick. I, I look at the other fights that went long, like the Davis fight. Alexis Davis, like the corpse of Alexis Davis, because let's be honest, she, I shouldn't say that. Alexis is a veteran of Canadian MMA. I love a her. Canadian, but. yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Dude, she's, I know, but she's, she just retired. That's that's my point. Like, she retired after – or did she retire or did she get cut? I can't remember what happened, but she's not fighting now. No. That was her last fight. And she's 37, and she took Stoli Rinko down and pounded her out pretty easily, like, decisioned her, right? Like, it wasn't hard to get her down. Even Julia Villa got her down. Yana, like – I feel like there's a hole there with the with the grappling. Like obviously her armbar is super dangerous. She has like 20 armbars or whatever. She could win by submission, but Chandler's a really good jujitsu fighter too. I think it'll be hard to submit her. I think she can grind on top. I gotta be honest with you, man. Like I, I'm definitely considering looking at her for a bet, guys, because the line is even and I think she wins. So yeah, I mean, like the I'm looking at the comments right now. I, I Glenn, I agree with you with Stelly Rank with the experience. That was the reason I leaned her, but to me, that that grappling, <clears throat> excuse me, the defensive grappling is just such a problem, in my opinion. That this girl, this big girl, strong girl, can I think she can take her down and hold her there. Um, so that's my thoughts, Marcel. I'm surprised that you, you're going the same way with me. I guess we have the same thoughts on this, man. So that's cool. Um, can you, can you answer sports gambler's question? Do you guys think it's worth? I no, I don't want to. I, I like, no, I, I, I don't. And I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're getting free picks. So why are you yeah. Like, I don't get it. Man. <laughs> and there's I, guys, I, like we've talked about, there's, there's really good uh, yeah, yeah, outs sure. out there. But I mean, if you want to pay guys, go ahead. But as far as me and Marcel, I think we have some knowledge. We're trying to drop it to you guys for free, anyways. Right? So. I, I'm like, if you, if you find podcasts where people previewing, fights you know and you trust these people and think the these people are qualified to 
say what they think, you know, and you you think that's okay. You should you should listen to more podcasts probably with people you think are qualified to give them your picks. You know, I, I wouldn't pay for it personally. I would never do because I have my own point of view about yeah, certain exactly. fights. You know, so that's what I think. But um, yeah, I mean that's that's it. Pretty it's much. It's up to you, know? you man. I I yeah. I, pers- I I wouldn't, but. You know, it's, it's totally your call. Like, there's other people that have like more free time to just. That's their whole job is to do the yeah. tape study, which is fine because, you know, someone's got to do it. But I still feel like me and you, but our picks are pretty good. I mean, like we have that we track the staff picks. Like I'm doing pretty well. Marcel's doing okay too. Like we're doing fine compared to the other people in the staff, including several uh, guys that sell their picks, including like you know, like Mike's doing a little better than us. That's the thing, right? But he sells his picks. You have to buy them, so that's the difference, right? So it's totally your guys' call. I mean, it's whatever yeah. you guys want to do. I, I personally wouldn't. I've never paid for picks more so ever. Um, I do as much research as I can on, on my own, right? But it's it's up to you guys. And, by the way, it's a good question. What do you guys rate the card? I think an eight is pretty solid. Wants it as well. uh, yeah, I, I go with an eight as well. I think it's a good, very good card. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get to the next fight here, guys. Uh, let's go here. We got Maxim Grishin against Philippe Lins. This is Marcel's favorite fight in the card, I'm guessing. Right? Marcel, two, uh, <laughs> two light heavyweights that aren't necessarily the most exciting guys. Odds for this one, uh, Christian minus 175 wins, plus 150. Thoughts? Yeah, if I, if I get a stomach ache during an event, I hope it's during this fight. Um, yeah, it's... I mean, Grishin, you know, I'm all, I always like Grishin from his WFCA, WFCA days, where he did very well there. You know, he came over to the UFC. Still think besides this Tibura fight, I think I think he should be on a three-fight win streak. You know, I think he would defeat Jacoby. No disrespect to Jacoby, I like the guy a lot actually, but I think he won his last three fights. If you look at Felipe Lenz, uh, one against Martin Pragnio, finally coming off the from from heavyweight where he absolutely did bad in the UFC. So far, former PFL tournament winner, right? He actually has a million dollar in this in his back uh, in, ba- in, in his in his back. So. Um, He's also he's one of the I think he's one of the higher paid heavyweights as well, you know. So or now it's light heavyweight. Um, yeah, I mean I still don't have enough. Uh, how do you say that? I still have enough faith in Lins to back him here, you know. And I think Grishin has shown so far in the UFC he does pretty well, you know. Besides his debut against Tibura, but which was at heavyweight, which he got pretty much dominated on the ground. I remember. Uh, he did well, you know. I, I gotta pick Grishin here. Grishin, not that much of a finisher so far in the UFC. Uh, can he put Lens away? Maybe, but I don't see it happening. Probably a, a, a unanimous decision win for uh, Maxim Grishin here. Yeah, I think so too. That's my pick. I I, I feel like the same about the fight as you. Uh, listen, Lens surprised me against Pratchio. I, I thought mm-hmm. he was, you know, going to probably lose that fight. Pratchio looked really good, obviously, before that, a couple fights, but uh, looked decent and his durability was better, right? He also had some takedowns. He's definitely in the right weight class now. Heavyweight was not the right class, but I think like heavyweight's better for him. But you know, Grisham's a former heavyweight, right? He just actually fought a heavyweight, uh, William Knight, a much bigger guy, and won that fight. I got to be honest with you, Marseille. I almost feel like I do feel like he beat Dustin Jacoby too um, yeah. in that fight. He knocked him down twice, guys, in that fight. The problem was the knockdowns came with like ten seconds remaining in the round, so it was one of those uh, in the first round. It's like one of those fights where the judges like. I guess they sw- they they still thought that Dustin won most of the round and went, went for him or something. I don't know, but I thought he won that fight. I think he's looked pretty good. You know, he's he's looked decent. He's he's old though, right? He's thirty eight. He's not a young yeah. guy either. He's another guy, Marcel. It's going to turn forty soon. 
Um, you know, but Lanes is, is actually 37, so he's not much younger. I'm surprised Lanes is 37, by the way. Like, that's a little surprising to me, too. Um, the years go by quick, right? Christian by decision. That, that's what I'm leaving here. I, I, I think it'll be a pretty boring fight. I got to be honest with you, man. I think this is uh, not one of the best fights on the card. <laughs> I'll say that right now. I agree um, with you. Yes, Linz does make a lot of money. I see Glenn talking about his uh, show money. It's, it's, it's significant. Speaking of fights, I don't think are going to be that exciting, guys. I got to be honest. This next one, people on on Twitter are like, "Why is Christoph Jocko and Brendan Allen down on the card?" Because it's probably going to suck. Let's be completely honest, Marcel. I'm sorry, but this fight's probably going to be a grind. It's probably not going to be that exciting. That last fight with Brendan Allen and Jacob Mokun, is that on your list of insomnia? If you have a sleeping problem, that's got to be on the list, right? We'll see. I don't know. Maybe. You know, you know I like that, man. And there's definitely oh, a few Christoph Jocko Mal- fights on there, too, bro. <laughs> the the, the Malcoon Allen. Yeah, Malcoon Allen. Sorry. Uh, that's what I meant to say. Oh, that, that's, sorry. that fight was, uh, that was a Singapore. Yeah, that was pretty awful, you know. And it was a close fight, you know. Malcoon could have won that one as well. So it was that close. You could add your boy Alan Amadovsky versus Jocko to that list as well. That fight was not exactly uh, exciting. The odds for this one, uh, it's a pick of two minus one. Well, actually, Jocko's a slightly minus 120 for Jocko, plus 100 for Brandon Allen. I'll, I'll break this one down first. Sure. I think this is going to be a very close fight. I think it's going to be very close. I actually am interested in seeing if there's a prop on – well, there will be actually on DraftKings for a split decision because I think this is going to be a split decision fight, Marcel. They're going to be exchanging, like, position against the cage, exchanging strikes. It's going to be very, very close. Uh, both these guys are often in very competitive close fights. I'm leading Jocko, man. I got to be honest with you. I am leading Jocko because just overall body work, and I think he's just a little more solid. Um, but Brandon Allen can surprise at times. He's looked good at times. I just – the last fight was so bad. Even the Sam Alley fight, I know it was short notice, right? Then he got the win, but he didn't look great in that fight. Chris Curry's fight was not good. But he has good fights too. Like the Soriano fight looked great. The Robertson fight looked great. It's, he's kind of like up and down, man, in the UFC in my opinion. That's why I'm leading Jocko because he's just he's really consistent, you know. Again, it's the guy's not exciting to watch at all, but he does a really good job, Marcel, of sticking and moving, stuffing takedowns, using his jab to outpoint his opponents. And his chin's been holding up, right? Like his chin was it was questionable for a while and he was getting knocked out there, but now it's holding up again and it's quietly on a roll here. Again, I think this is gonna be a real just boring fight, guys. But Jocko by decision is is what I'm leaning. Again, it's a close fight. Odds are basically a pick him. That's why I'm definitely going to look for that split decision prop. Because if it's like plus 500, which it could be, maybe even more, so the fight goes to split decision, I, I definitely think that could be worth a stab, right? Because I feel like this fight's going to be very close. And, you know, looking at their records, Jock was fought uh, in the last five fights. Two of them were split decisions. He's actually had four split decisions in the UFC. And Brendan Allen, um, let me see here. He's had, in the UFC, no splits. But I know that that fight in... Uh, Actually, he's never had a split now that I'm looking at his record. But he's had a lot of fights go to decision. So I, that's kind of why I'm thinking that more. So I mean, that's a very specific bet, guys. But if the odds are really good, that's something I'm, I'm going to probably just throw you know, a little bit of money on. So my pick would be Jocko by decision. But I'll be looking for that. It's just the fight ends in a split prop. What do you think, man? You like that that uh, point of view that I have here? Or you, you have a uh, like a more assertive point of view? <laughs> if I ever hear somebody say again, like, you pick the North American fighters and I pick the European fighters all the time, that's not right. Because you picking the European, I'm picking the North American, I'm picking uh, Brandon Allen. Yeah. I think Brandon Allen, I think it will be a close fight as well, a grindy, grindy fight, you know. Uh, they both have kind of that style, you know. 
I think Brandon Allen has more upside. I think his striking is is getting a little bit better. You know, now he's at uh, Killcliff. You know, there's also a Killcliff guy, dude. So I'm kind of surprised now if I think about it. You're going with Jotko, but it's possible, definitely. I think it's a close fight. Um, Jotko is really good with outpointing the fighter with with like you said his jabs, uh, just being like a very uh, timid, but doing enough to win the rounds. You know what I mean? And with Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen, sometimes I'm like, yeah, dude, he can, he can come far in the division. And then I see a finance like, yeah, I don't know, man. There's a lot of flaws still, you know. But um, close fight. Uh, I'm taking Allen here. Close decision, though. I, it can be unanimous, can be split, I think. But it will be close. It will, it will uh, maybe. Listen, man, even 30-27 can be close, you know. It can be, uh, like, very yeah. close. But, I mean, just, I think okay. it will be uh, uh they're really close. That's now that I think about it, this could be one of those fights where like you see one judge go 30-27 and then the other judges go 29-20 and the other guy. Yeah. Or even like one where the 327 is in the opposite fight. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be close. I, I mean, I, I can't fault you for picking Allen. It's, it's a competitive fight, but I'm leaning Jocko. All right, let's get to the next one here. We are going to the uh, lightweight division, I believe. Walking Silva against Jesse yeah. Ronson. Uh, yeah, it's, this is a lightweight because I know obviously um, – Watson's fought at welterweight as well, but this one's a lightweight. Odds for this one, Jesse Ron or uh, not Watson. Uh, so Silva's a favorite, minus one thirty-five. Watson's plus one fifteen as the underdog. Your thoughts on this one? Yeah, that's also a difficult one. You know what I mean? I mean, Jesse Ronson still uh, needs to get his first win in the UFC because that Nicholas Dalby fight got overturned to a no contest, you know. Uh, was the most unfortunate UFC fighter ever, I remember. You know, he was uh, in the UFC before. He had three three fights against Kevin Lee, Francisco Trinaldo, and Michel Prozeros, all losing by split decision. I mean, that's awful. Um, came back in the UFC, still hasn't got a win. He needs a win here, man. It's pretty obvious. He's fighting Neto BJJ, Joaquin Silva, which I really like, you know, but lately uh, didn't do it, you know, got got finished many, many times. Still, I don't know, man, if I can pick Jesse Ronson here. But the, th but the thing is, Jesse Ronson knows if he loses, he's probably gone, you know. So he will go full blast here, I think. Uh, Joaquin Silva, actually, same thing for him. You know, he's on the losing skit. He needs to win as well. So this can be a very fun fight or a very hesitant fight between the both of them. Um, still thinking that Joaquin Silva has a little bit more power than Jesse Ronson. I'm, I'm thinking Joaquin Silva here. I think he knocks him out second round. Fair enough. I, I can't fault you for that. I'm, I'm the other, on the other way here, though. I'm going to go with Jesse Ronson. My fellow Canadian, no, it's not the reason I'm picking him. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm like, both guys can be faded. They're, they're both, or so they're both barely hanging on their job, let's be honest with you. Yeah, true. You know, but Silva, I think, man, that fight with Rick Lang, guys, was, was brutal and, and fast. That that worries the hell of me. I think his chin is really gone. It's actually, he's been knocked out in two, the last two fights, right? Hack mm -hmm. Paras, I can understand. That guy's got a little power. But Ricky Glenn doesn't really brutally knock people like that, you know? That's his only knock in the UFC, actually, more so. Rick Glenn. All of his other fights went to the decision. That, to me, is a huge red flag. Um, Jesse Ronson, he looked terrible in his last fight. If you look at his UFC record, it's not good, right? It's 0-4 and 1-0 contest. Although he did yeah. win that fight against um, Nicholas Dalby, and then it got overturned. But, Marcel, the first three fights he had were all split decisions, which were super close. And he's the first guy ever, I think, to get three splits in a row and to get cut, right? Which I don't yeah, yeah, go ahead. I want to have a quick question. Sorry, I'm oh. interrupting. Um, the, the, the fight against Dolby, I think he got a bonus there, right? Yeah. Does he have, did, did he have to return it? That's a good question. I I, I don't know. I mean, hopefully he didn't because <laughs> yeah, be these awesome. guys don't make much money, so like hopefully he didn't. But I know that 
what's his name? Remember when uh, this was a this was Pat Healy. Pat Healy when he fought Jim Miller tested he actually won a hundred thousand. He tested positive for marijuana and lost a hundred thousand, which was yeah. one of the dumbest things ever. And I think that's one of the reasons the rules got changed because you were punishing guys that weren't even making money. I remember Pat Healy was talking about that. He was like. He said, you know, he was at uh, – I think he took that fight on short notice, if I'm not mistaken, too, Marcel, that, for that fight. And he had uh, gone to, like, a party with some old friends from high school, and he smoked a joint, and that's literally what cost him 100000 And his career never was the same after that poor guy. So Expensive joint, dude. It was, yeah. man. That must have been some good fucking weed. It better have been, right? So, yeah. anyways. Um, it better be still high, right? Yeah, for sure. Anyways, I'm leaning towards Ronson here. I think he, I think he can finish this guy because I just don't trust this dude's chin at all um but uh ronson's hard to trust too right i just kind of feel like ronson is a slightly better fighter overall i've watched the guy fight for a long time and he's got that, more, more more experience a lot more experience too um can i just yeah pick can, no we just pick no contest here and we can go back <laughs> 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 that'd be a really good you get double points for that <laughs> Uh, I'll say this too. I this is another fight. I would definitely look at the fight not going the distance. I don't think this one goes three rounds. Do you? No, I think I, I think a finish here as well. And that right, I'm just looking at the odds because they haven't really put a lot of props out, guys. But uh, it's it's a pickup for under two and a half. I think it goes under. I think someone gets finished. I just don't think Silva has the chin or cardio to go three. And Watson, I I, I don't honestly, he's 37. I don't think he does either. So someone gets finished in this fight, in my opinion. Uh, Roydless Watson going to struggle. Maybe. I mean, but Silva's not a great fighter either, man, in my opinion, you know? So, pick your poison on this one, guys. I think you're being kind to Silva getting knocked up by Hack Prox. Hack Prox is a big... That, well, I mean, that kind of helps me out, if anything, right? Um, but at, the, at that time, I feel like he was... Let me double check. But I feel like he was on a roll there. Hack Prost. Well, actually, now that I look at it, <laughs> you're actually right, Daniel. This is, that's his only knockout win. So, <laughs> Hack Prost's only knockout win in the UFC and uh, Ricky Glenn's is against this guy. That's that's not a good look. In my it opinion, actually so. gives you more confidence. It right does. Now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. It actually kind of does. All right. Let's get to the next fight here, guys. And I know, Marcel, you've been looking forward to talking about this one uh, quite a while, right, my friend? Jessica Penne <laughs> taking on Tabitha Ricci, uh, your your uh, future your future wife, right, Marcel? Tabitha Ricci. So. Poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> Odds for this one, guys. Tabitha Ricci, Marcel's girl, minus 210. Jessica Penne, plus 180. You're not going against Baby Shark. I know you're not. Go ahead. No, of course <laughs> I'm not. But it's not because it's, it's Baby Shark, you know. But, I mean, I'm just not that high on Jessica Penne, to be really honest, you know. I, I feel like you saw in her last fight against Emily Decode, who, Decode who, who did really good against her, you know, with those with those leg kicks. And uh, she she almost finished her, did it? You know, if you do actually Jessica Penny did oh I remember that fight against Carolina Kovalkiewicz where she where she caught her right before that one. And before that one she had that win over Lupita Lupi Godinez, which I think she didn't win, you know. If you look at Tabata Ricci when she came in the UFC, took a short notice fight against Manon Fioro, a weight class up. She she got finished and pretty much dominated that fight, you know. But after that, she looked good against uh, Maria Oliveira on the ground, and she also did look good against Poliana Viana. So I think there is a, a kind of a reach advantage for Penne and the height advantage, you know. I feel like Richie probably has to take her to the ground, although Penne is not bad on the ground, but I think Richie's better. Um, I don't think she finishes her, but uh, I'm going with the decision win for Tabata Richie here. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. That's my pick here. I think she wins, guys. I, th I think she's a good pick, too, at minus 210. 
Yeah. Uh, I really like her, man. And the odds are, you know, reasonable. Just keep it one. Uh, much younger. I mean, that goes without saying. She's 12 years younger. She does have a height and reach advantage, right? Which is not a great thing. I almost wonder if this girl could fight at 105 if they ever had that division, which I know you, by the way, want. Yeah. But you know she's 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 obviously quite thick. I'll say that right. And she, she's a muscular girl. She's strong. We saw in the last fight she held down that uh, Pollyanna Vienna Marcel. Even the Maria Oliveira girl. That you know that fight looks better now, right? Doesn't it? After Oliveira's last fight, where she had that great Absolutely. fight. Yeah, and then and, losing uh, to Fiero up a weight class that doesn't mean anything. That I don't even look at that fight to be honest with you. It was like short notice just to get in the UFC up a weight class. Yeah. Like doesn't mean anything. Go ahead. And you got Jessica Penne who to take this fight on short notice because yeah. Richie was supposed to fight Cheyenne Velasquez, right? So that would have been a very good fight. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, Jessica Penne, listen, Marcel, she's thirty nine. I'll give her some credit. Like since she's came back for sure, UFC, she's looked good. Like let's like she's looked better. I should say anything. because yeah. well, well, let me let me let me let me let me uh, define that. I think she lost to Luby Godinez. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think she lost that fight, but. You know, she beat Carolina. That was a nice win. Mm -hmm. Cody, I, I she clearly lost that fight, you know. But she hung in there. She showed toughness, right? Like, she didn't get finished. She, she could she have got hard. But Yeah, she could but we knew very that from, tough, dude. We knew that from the Joanna fight. Yeah, we already knew that. I know. We didn't, we, didn't know, we didn't learn anything new. We already knew she was super tough, right? Um, like, unless you're Joanna or Andrade, you're not going to put this girl away. Like, she's extremely hard to finish, especially with strikes. I don't think either girl gets submitted. I think it goes the distance, and I think uh, I think Ricci wins the decision again. That's what I think happens here. That's another bet I'm going to look at Ricci by decision because that's why I think it. I think this fight plays out. I guess there's an outside chance you could sub Penny. Set Penny's been subbed. I don't think Penny subs Ricci. I believe Ricci's a higher level jujitsu artist. Would you agree with me on that one? Higher yeah. level, yeah. Anyways, I like I like Tabitha Ricci, guys. Like she should win this fight. So <laughs> the comments. <laughs> We, we just won't be happy to hear about Richie stealing Marcel's heart. I mean, I, I think she's known for a while now. <laughs> I don't think it's Rebus re, re Richie. I also like the new uh, new one, Amorim. They signed. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Richie or Dern? Who do you like better, Marcel? Richie or Dern? Uh, I'm not going to choose. I'll, ta I'll take Richie. I like, I like Dern too, I like, though. I mean, they're both, they're I like both, both. very good fighters. I'm just going to yeah. say that. So they're, they're both excellent fighters. Yeah. And they're both fighting this card. All right, let's get to the next fight here. Alexio Linick taking on Ilya Latifi. Finally, Marcel, this fight gets booked. Um, this this uh, <laughs> it's, fight that you all can It's not Saturday, week. dude. It's not Saturday. So oh, know. yeah. It could still fall off. I can't remember what happened. Did Latifi got sick or something last Yeah, time? something like that. I don't know exactly. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, odds. I, think, I don't think they've changed. I feel like they're the exact same. Minus 170, Latifi. Plus 145, Bowl Constrictor. What do, you, what do you think, Marcel? Latifi, the guy who's like, what is he, five foot eight heavyweight? Let me double check that. Five foot ten. Sorry, he's five foot ten. I don't want to take away his two extra inches there. And then Olenek, obviously 45 years old, oldest fighter in the UFC. So you got the short, I think he's the shortest heavyweight against the oldest heavyweight. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> did they did they actually train together for some time at ATT? I ATT, think. I think they did. Yeah, I think yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, man, this is so difficult, man. I mean, um, Olinik, he always has that strength to pull off that crazy submission, right? Yeah. But for some reason, I feel like Latifi isn't stupid enough, you know, to to get in those positions. You know, he's listen. Latifi is not maybe not not a world beater, but he's still uh, he's still a legit fighter, and he has fight IQ. You know what I mean? And the guys that Olinik subbed like that don't have fight pretty much big fight IQs, in my opinion. You know, so. Does he get it there? I don't know. But Latifi, Latifi is like, 
a, a little, uh, how do you say that? A little big guy in the heavyweight division, you know? And uh, Olenek is a legit heavyweight. Um, it's difficult. I still think Latifi wins. I think he passes out the decision here. That's what I think. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, that's or I think he could knock him out too. Like, there's definitely a chance, right? The thing is, like, Latifi's never been subbed, and also, like, Marcel, like, this dude doesn't have a neck. Like, how are you gonna how are you gonna choke him out? Like, he's just he's like this. Like, how do you choke that out? <laughs> you, you you make me think about that uh, about that uh, meme from a woman with uh, a really big woman, and she's like, um, and then that dude in the bus grabbed me by my neck, and that is, uh, you're a liar, you don't have a neck. <laughs> That's funny. Like, no, but in all seriousness, like, I mean, I feel like it's going to be, you know, difficult to to finish this dude. Um, yeah, I, I think Latifi kind of just lays on top of him like the Bowser fight. Maybe clips him and finishes him. Or Linux going to go for the submissions. I just don't think he gets it. Um, It'll be such a weird fight, this one. <laughs> and also, there's a question about like, the odds on Linux by sub. There's no odds out yet. I don't see any. These they've been really slow to get the props up this week, which is which sucks. But they're popping up today. But they do have an over under. Under is minus two hundred. I feel like this fight could go over if anything. To be honest, I wouldn't even touch that. I don't think there's any value on minus two hundred on the under in this fight. I mean, maybe, but I, I wouldn't touch that. Almost being Latifi by decision, maybe that'd be something I'm looking at. Stop grateful, dude. Does Olenek retire after the fight? I mean, I don't feel actually. I don't think he'll retire. I'll tell you that. I think he'll be released and then he'll fight like in Russia or something. I think he'll keep fighting until he's like 50, man. I until he has like how many wins does he have? Let me double check. He's got like 70 wins, maybe over 60. He's 60, 60, 60, 60 and one. Okay, he's going to pull the J Ellis and get to 100 losses. So he'll be fighting until he's 100 years old too. So, or actually, the reverse jail to get 100 wins. That's probably what he wants to do. What's the name of that crazy guy again with over 300 MMA bars? The Travis Fulton? Didn't yeah, he, yeah. He died, though, right? Didn't, or yeah, he in jail so. or something? I think he died. Yeah. Double oh, he got caught for. Oh, he died. For, yeah, he died. He died last year. I think he killed himself, right? He got caught for child porn. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Like, so good riddance, right? Scumbag. Mm-hmm. Child pornography charges. He killed. He hung himself in prison. Yeah, I don't think the world's going to miss that guy. Although, again, it's crazy I that the guy who has the most fights. Bring it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got. He has three hundred and ten fights. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's and he's fought. I'm just looking at his last couple fights. He fought Spivak like a few years ago. Arlovsky. You know, he was in the UFC at one point too. I mean, the guy was. You know, he was an uh, interesting fighter, but very bad person. Uh, we shouldn't talk about people like that here. Yeah, All right, let's get to the next fight, guys. Uh, we got Mike Davis taking on. Slava Borshev, this is opening the main card. This is an awesome fight. Borshev taking on short notice, Marcel. And who is Mike Davis supposed to fight again? No, uh, Oros Medic. That fight would have been amazing. I think this fight's good, though. It's a good replacement mm-hmm. fight. Um, but Fun the manager fight would have been, I think, even a little bit better, to be honest with you. But this fight's still great. Um, just because I think Medic, just his style, like there's no way that fight would have went the distance. I feel like this fight, it could. Maybe not, but it could. Not that it won't be a bad fight. I think it's going to be a good fight. Anyways, yeah. Mike Davis is favored here. He is minus 175, Borchev plus 150. These are the exact same odds that Medic fight had. So the odds didn't even change, which is interesting because usually they would you know change a little bit. They're the exact same. What do you think? I really like both guys, man. I think they both have very fun stand-up. You know, Mike Davis. Uh, problem with Mike Davis is like he doesn't fight enough. You know, he doesn't fight frequently. Um he got that nasty win over um, what's his name again? The guy with the long hair. Um, 
Thomas Gifford? Yeah, Thomas Gifford, a very nasty win, which he was dominating that whole fight with striking. I was pretty much praying for Thomas Gifford, please don't get knocked out in the last 20 seconds. And then he got knocked out brutally in the last 20 seconds. It was really bad to see that. Yeah. was happy for Davis, don't get me wrong. Beautiful fight against Mason Jones, I remember. You know, uh, I think it was fighting the night back then, or should have been if it wasn't. Um, I really like him. You know, if you look at look at Vicheslav Borchev, I should say, um, got that uh, Chris Duncan knockout in the Contender Series last year. You know, really a fun debut against Dakota Bush, where we uh, uh, had the body strike, knock him out twice on the body, uh, and then the Dia Casey fight, where pretty much his ground game got completely exposed. You know, mm -hmm. um, one of the few Russians who can't fight on the ground. You know, apparently. Um, DKS completely dominated him for 15 minutes on the ground, one of the most boring fights I saw this year. Um, yeah, I feel like Mike Davis has more uh, tools to him than features that Borsev has. I know Borsev can knock him out and his strike is beautiful, but Davis also has a pretty okay ground game, in my opinion, but also a really good striking game. I think it, they will keep it on the feet. It will be a very technical fight, very fun fight, and I think Davis wins by unanimous decision. I pretty much feel the same way about this fight. I think it'll be a really good fight. Um, I'm pretty sure Mike Davis wins, though. You know, he had the full camp for this fight, training for this date. I also think he's a very good fighter. We just haven't seen much of him because he's been hurt and stuff, right? But guy's fun to watch. Both guys are fun to watch, but I think Davis is a little better. I just think he's a better striker. Probably a better grappler, too. That's the other thing, too. So, you know, Borchev obviously got grappled in this last fight. I don't know if that happens here like that against D.A. Casey, where he just got held down, but that obviously wasn't a good look. Uh, I think there's a chance this fight could end some distance or go the distance. I, I I would stay away from that. I I do think Mike Davis wins though, so the odds are their odds aren't are not too bad minus one seventy five. So if you like him, it's not bad odds at all. And I do think he wins this fight. So that's my pick, Marcel. Um, Great fight to open the main card, but oh yeah, I mean someone's getting finished here, right? Like uh, I I mean maybe or it goes a distance and it's a slugfest. Either yeah, exactly. One. It's a I just, fun I don't fight. think it'd be boring. I just can't see it being boring. Either someone gets knocked out or it goes. Three rounds in this fight of the night. That's my thoughts on this. We got Antoine here too. What's up, Antoine? How was your weekend? It was pretty good. I mean, can't complain. No UFC this weekend, but uh been busy. Marcel, you? Everything good? I'm also always busy. Yeah, man. I mean, I've watched Cage Warriors on Friday, I think. Yeah. Um, Saturday wasn't too much on. I, what was on? Um, I, I saw the the Mayweather, I guess, uh, Mikuru Asakura one, mm -hmm. and then the Cyborg yesterday, but... Man, I'm in, if the UFC is not on, I miss the UFC. I also watched Bellator, obviously, with yeah. uh, the last fight of uh, Melvin Manu's career. But uh, we'll talk yeah. about that later, I think. But yeah, uh, we're gonna do another podcast after this one. We'll talk about the we'll recap last week. I just want to do the preview first for, for people. Yeah, um, I'll get this last question quickly. Do you think the winner of the main event could be a possible match of Rosen return? I've always thought Rose versus McKenzie could be for a title. That's a good question, actually. Um, possibly. I mean, Rose barely lost that fight, right? So possibly, but I honestly haven't even looked that far ahead personally. Um, Anyways, let's get to this fight, Marcel. We're gonna let's get to the after this one. This is uh also a replacement fight. So Deke Yusuf, he was supposed to fight Giga Chikadze in the last card or two cards ago or something. You last missed, card, you actually? missed the fight. Par pardon? Which one did I miss? Uh, Castaneda against. Oh, uh, they okay. So they they moved the uh, the boat order, right? Is that what they've done? Uh, yeah, my bad. Sorry, guys. They keep moving the boat order. Okay. Um, my bad. Let's let's do that one first. Then John Castaneda against Daniel Santos. We'll do that one first. My bad. Um, no problem, dude. No problem. It's fixing it up here in the back end. All right. Um, odd for this one, guys. This is Castaneda is the favorite here. 
minus 195, Daniel Santos plus 165. Give me your thoughts on this one, man. Another fun fight, in my opinion. You know, uh, John Castaneda has really looked good so far. And you see, I know he had struggled in his debut, but was against Nathaniel Wood, right? Um, after that, two good wins, in my opinion. Actually, two. the last one was really good against Miles Johns, you know. And after that fight, I think Miles Johns popped for, I don't know what it was anymore. A, a power Adderall. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, two two good wins for and the, before that Wineland. Two good wins for Sexy Maxi. <laughs> and now he's fighting Willy Cat. I, I really like those nicknames, Sexy Maxi and Willy Cat. It's really <laughs> fun. Um, and Willy Cat didn't have a bad debut, in my opinion, against Julio Arce. You know, it was competitive, but Julio was just a little bit better and a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. in that fight, you know, and a good win for Julio there. Um, it's difficult, you know. Daniel Willicat Santos, I think he's training partner of Charles Oliveira, right? Really mm-hmm. flashy striker. Uh, you mm-hmm. saw in all of his other fights, he got some crazy knockouts here. But in my, I can't pick against John Castaneda, what I saw from him in his last two fights. And definitely the Miles Johns fight, I was really... I was surprised, you know. I picked Miles Johnson that fight. I don't know who you picked. I, I picked Castaneda. Yeah, it was all over uh, in that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a really, I think that was a really good win from him, you know. Um, Santos, I really like to do it, but uh, I got to go with Castaneda here. And uh, I'm taking Castaneda by, I'm thinking a decision. I don't think he finishes him. But a fun fight. This car, this this fight's great too, I think. Yeah. Uh, fun fight. John Castaneda is really underrated, in my opinion. He's looked good in the UFC 2 and 1. Like you said, the Wood fight was short notice. He actually like didn't do too bad in that fight, and then mm-hmm. knocks out Eddie Wilder and brutally finishes Johns with the submission. Right, it was very nice. Uh, I, I think this guy's a pretty good fighter, man. Honestly, I think he's decent. Um, Dale Santos, like I'm not sure to make him because I thought he looked good on tape, and then he comes to the UFC. And I, I mean, I know you're saying the fight was somewhat competitive, but I really, I, I bet on him in that fight, and I, I was disappointed. You know, I, I thought you know he lost clearly and, and really didn't did. do much. You know, he just like you said, some flashy strikes, but. You know, now that he's got that debut out of the way, I just wonder if we'll see a better version of him. Also, like, he does train with Dubronx, right? He's training with those guys at that camp shooter box. So you could see some improvement from this guy. He's pretty young. He's only 27, right? So he's young. Um, you know, Castaneda's not old. He's, he's 31. He's or 30, I should say. He's still, you know, relatively young, too. But probably more upside with Santos. I'm still picking Castaneda, Marcel. But the problem is, you know, he was a dog the last couple of fights, and now he's a favorite, right? So that, that's the problem I have. It's not an automatic bet like it was for me in the last – last two fights basically um where he was like really low odds this time around he, you have to lay juice on him i do think he wins though um but like i said there's just that part of me in the back of my mind thinking the santos could show off a little bit more than than what he showed um yeah go ahead. i gotta ask you this man i mean castanada did really well against miles johns and he's going from miles johns to yeah uh, john to um to daniel a guy coming off I mean, a loss too right? yeah and no. I mean, I think he should have deserved a higher ranked opponent. Although I really no like the matchup, you know, no but, doubt. But maybe the UFC sees something too. Maybe they think this is a fight that the other guy can win, and they think it's an even fight, right? So I don't know. Something to keep in mind. I always, I always wonder that too. Like I think it's always worth asking, like, like why did they make this fight? Because there's so many fighters in this division. Like they could have matched up with someone else coming off a of yeah. win easily, but they didn't. So that's just something to keep in mind. Again, that doesn't mean he's going to lose. He probably wins the fight, guys. He's favored to win. He's a good fighter, and I like the guy. I'm just saying, like. The other guy's got some upside here. And it wouldn't shock me if he pulled it off, but I can't pick him. Got to go with John Castaneda. So, got to take him. What are you going to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm Bring in some comments here. Should Castaneda get a rank guy of the win? I, I think so. I mean, there's so many guys at Bantamweight that really deserve to rank guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, like there's just the vision's ridiculous. It's crazy. 
every year is top 15, but like this means like a top 25, top 30. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, Juan, he says Carla Phillips. I mean, yeah, he's also yeah, not I mean, Phillips is also he probably should be ranked. He beat yeah. Tony Dong last fucking year, but they would keep the <laughs> voters forget about that. Do you think we book uh, Chikadze and Yusuf? No, I don't think so. Maybe, but I, I don't know. I, I, oh crap, there's some spam in there. Fuck I saw. Yeah, it's gonna watch that crap. I don't want that in here. Um, you have a pretty good chat going on. I don't, I don't want any of the spam coming in. All right, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. Finally, you get to talk about this one. Uh, shameless John Shanus against Yus- uh, Sadiq Yusuf. <sighs> Yusuf's the biggest favorite in the card, I mean, no doubt. Minus 900. Be. Yeah, he should be. Minus 900, Don Shanus plus 625. Can I, can I break this one down first? Yeah, go ahead, of course. I honestly didn't know anything about this dude before they announced the fight. I'm just being honest with you guys. I don't watch Cage Titans. Uh, not. There's anything wrong with that? I just, unless the guy's making his debut in the UFC, and I have to do the tape. Sorry, like in this case, I'm not going to go my way to watch that promotion because it's, you know, it's a, like it's it's a regional MMA. Same with fight fighting alliance championship, um, the James Cross promotion. Like, if you watch a lot of MMA and on like Fight Pass, these are good promotions to watch. But anyways, this guy, like, he's pretty good, Marcel. I got to be honest, with you. like he's a good fighter, man. Like he's solid. You know, he is pretty good, guys. Like his uh, his grappling is really good. He his grounded pound is really good. Um, he's never been finished except for in his debut by Dr. Stoppage. He's fought for Bellator. So he's, he's got some experience too. Um, and, and you know what? Okay. Listen, the Jay Ellis, I mean, I did watch the fight. It was a joke, obviously. Um, you know, but he's got some decent, like they're not great wins, but they're decent. Like Chris Lencioni guy from Bellator and Cody Fister. I mean, the former UFC fighter, right? Like not great wins. I'm not saying they're, they're great, but they're not horrible either. Um, I think the guy's decent, man. He, he's really aggressive. Like, he, he goes forward. He can take you down. He can ground pound you. He can strike with you. He has some, like, crazy – he has that flying knee knockout, which I watched. I don't think it was a flying knee, though, watching it, because I, I, I wanted to see what it looked like. It was, like, more of a jumping knee, but it was still nice. Um, he's not bad, but, like, this is a horrible fight for him, in my opinion. Like, he's fighting a top 15 guy, like, undisputed in the UFC, who's 5-1. Uh, and one. He only lost to Arnold Allen. Like, he's really good. Something abusive. He's just really well-rounded. Uh, Don Shanus has a puncher's chance in this fight, but that's it, in my opinion. Uh, Sodiq Yusuf should easily win this fight just because he's the much better fighter. But I still think Don is decent and will win some fights, just not this one. But my question is more like Yusuf by decision or knockout. I think that's the question you have to ask yourself. Um, they have odds out for that now. Yusuf by decision is plus 275. Knockout supplies 200. I would look at decision because this guy's never been knocked out other than that doctor stoppage more so. And it's a big underdog. So that, that prop. So I would kind of, I would look at use it by decision. That's kind of what I'm looking at here. Big plus money. Excuse me. Um, give me your thoughts, man. But I, I think he definitely rolls. Adam has a new nickname for Don Shane is his decent Don. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Sodic Yusuf, people are like, why are you taking this fight against uh, pretty much somebody who is not really well known, you know, by, by a lot of people? And this can cost you your ranking, and this guy can mm-hmm. get into the rankings soon if he wins this one, you know. Um, I think Sodic wants to keep active, you know. He was supposed to fight two weeks ago, guess she cuts if I got pulled, you know, and uh, now he gets to fight Don Shanis. Um, he obviously has to win. That's the thing. He has to win, and I think he will probably keep keeps it safe and goes. Uh, he wins a decision here, like Adam says. I don't think uh, you want to do too much risk in a fight like this. You know, you have everything to lose pretty much. You know, and Don Shanis has everything to gain because everybody except for his family members and his teammates expect him to lose here. You know, and 
Sodik just has to win. I've, I've always been high, high on Sodik Yusuf. You know, uh, I remember when he fought in the contender series against Mike Davis, actually. And uh, he was an underdog in that fight. And he, he was very good in the fight. He won that fight, uh, got signed to the UFC, and since then only lost to Arnold Allen. I really like the dude. I think he wins. Um, unanimous decision here. And uh, we'll move on. Yeah, that's what I think. He will move on. And uh, yeah, for yeah, that shame, mean, no shame if he lost. No, but we've all like decision. That's plus 275, guys. So I'm, I'm looking at that. Even the fight goes a distance is plus 250. Again, this guy's only been finished once in his career. They obviously step up in competition from Jay Ellis, right? Yeah. So he could get knocked out. But Yusuf is half his wins are by decision too. So like, I, I think there's a very good chance it's a decision, and I would definitely look at that uh, prop. I should actually track uh, our podcast how many times you said the name Jay Ellis. I think we could. <laughs> we definitely talk about him more than we should. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Chance his last two fights, Jay Ellis and USAB can't be good. Yeah, I know it's it's. Listen, like Cody Fisher is not horrible. I'll say that. Okay, no, he, no. He, he destroyed him, so he's not bad. It's just this is a horrible fight for him. He's fighting legitimate top fifteen guy in short notice, and they yeah, don't think so. <laughs> we'll talk about Bo Nickel a little bit, man. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that one. And, and as far as Giga and Sadiq, that was a really hard fight to pick. To be honest with you, Marcel, I guess I was leading Giga because of the back striking background, but I don't know who are you leading in that one. Yeah, it was a three rounder as well, right? So yeah. Um, yeah, probably Giga. Yeah, but I'm not sure as well. Yeah. You surprised the page. I mean, I don't blame him for taking the fight at all. Uh, I know what you're saying, Marcel, but he needed to fight. So he was just th went through a full camp. He's got to fight. Juani, I'm hearing the subscriptions are limited. The last president of JL's fan club. I think it's Alex <laughs> Mahunin. I don't know if he's still in the chat, but I know he's a big fan of JL's too. Yeah. If you're still in the chat, Alex, that, that's your that's your guy. All right, let's get to the next two fights here. Uh, actually, sorry, next three fights. Excuse me. Hayoni Barcelos against Trevin Jones. This is a fun one too, Marcel. Uh, Barcelos minus two twenty five, Jones plus one ninety. Your thoughts? Yeah, um, um, the thing with this fight is, uh, I really like Leoni Barcelos. You know that. I think the UFC contracted them a little bit too late. I think he should they should have contracted him way earlier. Yep. Uh, lost his last two fights. Was competitive in both against Valiev and against uh, Victor Henry. That was a great uh, fight too. That was yeah, amazing fight. Was the featured prelim I think for the first first card of the year or the second card. Um, Trevin Jones lost his last two against uh, Yakub Kakramanov and against Javid Basharat, but I don't think there's any shame in losing to those, those two. For that, a win against Mario Bautista, a great knockout win. And before that, yeah. he stopped Timur Valiev in a really weird fight where he got overturned in the no contest due to marijuana use or whatever. And it was a short notice fight for him. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm going with the dog here, man. I think Trevin Jones has the has the tools to knock Heoni Barcelos out. That's what I think, you know. Yeah. And um, Barcelos getting older. I think that uh, on paper, this fight, probably a lot of people think Barcelos should win this one. On paper, he should. But I think Jones can hit him. And if he if he touches him, I think he can put him away. So I'm thinking Trevin Jones a first-round knockout here. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Like, I don't blame you. And I, honestly, I was thinking that too because, like, some of these dogs are going to win. Like, you know, we're picking a lot of the favorites here because they should win, but doesn't mean they will, right? Yeah. I think Jones is a live dog. And I've picked him a couple of times in the past as a dog, and he's come through against Batista, or I should say against Batista, he's a dog. And I, I did well there. But the problem, my problem is like, he's kind of like one of these guys that doesn't throw enough more so. Like, if he throws and lands, he'll knock you out, but he doesn't throw as much as Barcelos. Barcelos is like very active. Like, he's constantly True. throwing strikes. You know, this is, a, this is a fight where I got to look at the numbers to help me out a little bit. Like, Barcelos, almost six strikes landed per minute compared to three for Jones. That's double the output. 
Marcel's had never been knocked out before. If he had like a chin issue, I would I would pick Jones without hesitation as a dog. But he's never been knocked out, so he's already been dropped. I don't think like this guy is very durable. Barcelos, um, you know, I do I do think he's on the decline, Marcel, because we saw that again. Mm-hmm. I think the Victor Henry fight kind of showed that. Because honestly, I think the Valia fight he could he could have won that fight easily. But mm-hmm. the Victor Henry fight showed me he's he is on a decline. I still think he could be a, a, enough to beat uh, Trevin Jones though. He should be he should have enough here to outpoint him. I think a win decision. I, I think the fight goes the distance. And I think Barcelos wins a decision on the scorecards. So that's my pick on this one. But I do think Jones is a live dog too. So I don't blame you for picking him because he got the power to knock him out, right? Dude, I'm a huge fan of of Heoni Barcelos. And personally, I hope he does really well, you know. But just a gut feeling, you know what I mean? So, yeah, sometimes you got to go with that. Yeah, and Glenn's talking about his uh, Jones' decisions. That was one of the reasons I picked him against Mario Batista because everyone thought he sucked, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I watched some of those split decisions he had in like PXC and stuff, the uh, Pacific Extreme Combat. <laughs> yeah, I actually watched those. <laughs> this is last year though. Those fights were close, like some of those splits he had, right? So I mean, the guy's he's solid. There's no doubt. I just think again, Barcelos to me, he's 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 the better fighter on paper. I think he wins this fight. But again, he's getting older, and maybe this is the fight where he finally gets knocked out. It could be. It it, could, it very well could be. All right, let's get to the co-main event here. We got Randy Brown taking on Grandpa Trinaldo here, Marcel. Forty-four-year-old <laughs> Trinaldo. Yeah, Brown is a big. <laughs> That's disrespectful, dude. <laughs> oh, it's funny. People say I know, that. I, I know. People say that. I think it's hilarious. Um, love Trinaldo. Actually, when I I told you I went to Brazil three years ago for that card. Uh, two two thirty-seven. Yeah, Andrade and Rose. And back then, he had only one, one grandchild, and now he has four. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> He was in the room next to me, like literally in the room next to me. Um, and his fight against Carlos Diego Ferreira got canceled. And I saw him in the hallway, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, I'm like Francisco, your fight got canceled." Like he was literally Marcel. He's like in the room next to me, yeah. and he starts talking in Portuguese, and I'm like, "I don't fucking know what you're saying, man. <laughs> like I have no clue." And like Anita's not here to translate for yeah. me. I, I don't know what you're saying, dude. So it was just funny. I just like shook his hand. The guy. The guy's grip strength, Marcel, is through the fucking roof. I just remember like, it felt like I don't know, like a like someone's like my hand was stuck in cement. Like he's a very strong guy. <laughs> I'll say that right now. Anyways, odds for this one: round minus two hundred five, Trinaldo plus two fifty five, and I'll start on this one too because I was already talking. Listen, how do you not love Trinaldo, right? Like the guy's the guy's awesome. Like he's not a legend, but he's like he's in the hall very good. You know, he's been around the UFC forever. Eighteen and seven record in the UFC. That's a great record. And he's 44 and he's still winning fights. He's won five of six. I remember this guy in Ultimate Fighter Brazil 1, and he had a fight where he quit on the fucking stool. And I'm like, this guy sucks. This guy's a quitter. I'll never bet on this guy. And he's been in the UFC for t- over 10 years now. He's still winning fights. So, yes, I was wrong about my initial thoughts on the guy, and he's turned into a really good fighter, man. And it blows my mind, Marcel. He made his debut at age, what, 33, 34? And he's, that's, that's late. Don't about Barcelos being signed late. He's 35. Toronto was suddenly, he's still going strong at age 44. You know, it's a credit to this guy. He's in phenomenal shape for his age. He's an absolute monster. And the fact he moved up to welterweight and he's still winning fights is blowing my mind because I, I thought this would be a really bad move for him. Or so I'll be honest with you, man. I'm like, oh man, he's giving up the size and strength that he had at, at lightweight, but he's been, he's been fine. That being said, I, <laughs> this is a step up in my opinion. I think Randy Brown is really good. And I think Randy Brown, I was looking at the rankings today just to see like where he's ranked. He's not even ranked. He should be ranked. He should be ranked like 15th in my opinion. I think he should be ranked, guys. I believe he should be in the rankings. Um, 
he's had some good wins in the UFC. Barbarina, Cass Williams, on a, he's on a nice little win streak here. He's got some significant advantages in this fight, guys. He's, first off, way younger, right? He's 12 years younger. Second off, six inches of height. Third, eight inches of reach, which I think is the key to this fight. Yeah. I think he stays at range and outpoints Ternaldo wins the decision. That's how I think this fight goes. I think it looks like the Chaos Williams fight where he did get hurt a little bit in that fight, but still managed to you know, get, regain his wits and win the decision. The last two fights, the Gooden and, and Williams fight, I think it looks exactly like that, where he just stays in the outside, outpoints his opponent, wins the decision. So that's what I like here. I really like Brown in this fight, Marcel. Brown by decision, odds plus 130. That's what I think happens here. I don't think he knocks Ternaldo out. Ternaldo's very durable. Uh, I think he's been stopped like what once by Kevin Lee by, by submission. Oh yeah, and Peter uh, Peter Hallman who submitted him way back in his career, but he's never been knocked out in the UFC, so he's got a very good chin. And I don't think this is the fight where it goes. So Brown by decision. I, I feel really good about Brown in this fight. I definitely think he wins the fight. What do you think? Yeah. By the way, block that idiot. Um, yeah. Yeah. What I think. Uh, yeah. Um, I kind of feel the same way actually. You know. Um, I also pick Randy Brown by decision. I think he outpoints him. Like you say, eight-inch reach advantage. I saw that as well. I think that's uh, that's that's a really important factor in this fight. Uh, I think it keeps standing, and uh, I think I think we'll be a little bit like the Chaos Williams fight with the striking. Only that I think Randy is more dominant here. You know, mm-hmm. I respect Ronaldo a lot. He has been through some real wars. I remember him uh, stopping Paul Felder due to a cut. Right. Um, He's a good fighter, but uh, Randy Brown is still younger, and I see a lot more upside for Randy Brown than I see for Trinaldo. So, uh, for me, Randy Brown, unanimous decision here. Yeah, I, I, I like that, too. I think he wins, too. So, that's a, that's a decent problem. You're getting plus money on a guy that should win. All right, let's go to the main event now. We have Mackenzie Dern taking on Yan Janon. Another really good fight. Uh, odds on this one, Marcel. Dern is the favorite here. She is minus 225. Yan is plus 190. So, your thoughts on the main event you see? Vegas 61. You know what's really annoying, man, is that uh, with these Chinese names, you really have to search what's the name, first name and what's I know. the last name. I, know. You know, I was looking I know. at that today, too. <laughs> yeah, Jan is her, last, is her last name. Apparently, it's Shonan is her first name. Just like Song Kanan and Song Yadong. Yadong is his first name and Kanan is his first name. It's just like Li Jingliang, where Jingliang is his first name. So, um, yeah, this is striker versus grappler. Right. This is uh, Mackenzie Dern, the BJJ uh, specialist against Yan Shonan, who is the kickboxer pretty much. Um, it's really difficult, this one. You know, you got a five-rounder. Uh, the thing is, can Mackenzie Dern get her to the ground? That's the main thing here. If she gets her to the ground, she finishes probably the fight. That's what I think, you know. But Mackenzie struggles sometimes with getting girls to the ground, you know? <laughs> so that's the thing. If it keeps standing, I'm for sure Jan Shonan might win this fight. Um, for for one real reason, I think Dern gets her to the ground early, man. And I think Dern finishes her early as well. I think uh, I'm going with a submission win for Mackenzie Dern in the first round. Although, as longer the fight takes, the more uh, the more th- I think it uh, favors Jan Shonan, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I'm taking Dern, you know, sub first round. It's, it's what the guy signed collectibles one says. It's uh, Durham by sub or Jan by decision, probably. Yeah, yeah I just want to read the question, but you read it. Uh, I, that's kind of how I look at it, too, but I, I'm leaning towards Durham by submission as well. Like, we have the same thoughts on this one. Listen, her wrestling's not great, right? That's why I picked Marina Rodriguez last year. Because I'm thinking, all right, Marina, yeah, against Durham. Against Durham. Um, 
and it worked out well, right? Because she wasn't able to keep her down. But she did get her. She did get her down at one point and nearly submitted her the, in the, the Tisha Torres fight. Yeah, the, it's that, that, that eighth round, pretty much. Yeah, but yeah. that was only round, right? <laughs> Even her last fight with Torres, though. I mean, I, I don't think she. Won. I, I got to be honest. I don't think she won the fight. I thought Torres won. But there was that second. I think it was the second round where she had her back at one point. Yeah. Like, you know, almost submitted her too. So like she, even if she doesn't get you to the ground, like with the traditional takedown, she can still find a way to get your neck or your, she could roll for a knee bar, like against ciphers or do a flying arm bar. Like there's just multiple ways for her to, to, to finish the fight with submission, even if she can't use her wrestling effectively. And Yen, listen, she's looked good in the UFC, right? Like she's a very good striker overall, like solid, but the one loss or she had two losses. Although quite frankly, like she could have beat Marina. That was a very yeah, it was close fight for sure. But the Asparza fight completely brutalized right on the ground. And I know it was ground and pound. And, but, like, when have we ever seen Carla do that, like, really, Marcel? You know? <laughs> like, crazy. when have we – actually, let me look at it. That's Carla's only knockout win the whole year, in her whole UFC run, guys. And she's been in the UFC for, like, eight years and fought, like, all the top contenders. And she destroyed this girl with ground and pound. Brutal. Man, I, just, I just remember that fight being bloody. Like, her elbow was all bloodied and everything. Her shirt was – it was just brutal. You know, this, and Jan or Janan, whatever, whatever you guys want to call her first name or last name, whatever order you want to say, I should say. Like, she does have a submission loss on her record earlier in her career. It was like ten years ago, but it's something to keep in mind. You know, anyone can get submitted, though. Obviously, it's not like it, that's the reason I'm picking her. I just, I think, I think Dern's special, man. I think she really is, and you know, she is younger, the younger fighter here. She has more upside. I think her striking is getting better, Marcel. I'm not saying it's great, but it's getting better. And she hung in there with Tisha Torres. I think Tisha Torres is a better striker than Yang Janan. You know? So the five rounds is something that's interesting here because I don't think Jan has been five maybe in, in early in her career, but I don't think so. Mackenzie has been five recently too and has that experience. So that's interesting too. Anyways, I, I'm leaving Mackenzie Durham, but I, I don't think she needs the full five. If it does go the full five, she could be in trouble here. She probably loses the decision. So I, I kind of agree with what you guys are saying. It's, it's probably a, a double uh, – Double chance thing here, Durham by sub or what round by decision. Pardon? What round do you pick her? Well, that's interesting. Plus, okay, I'm looking right now. Durham by sub in the first round is plus 265. Round two is plus 600. So I think both of those are possible. If it goes past that, don't know if she's going to be able to get it. Mm-hmm. Was it the Marina? Was the Marina fight the second round? Where second, they, yeah. Yeah, right? So I think that's, and that's when Spars are finished her too. So that's something to keep in mind. Maybe once, you know, she gets a little tired, yawn after the strong first round. Maybe I don't know. Anyways, I think we all have the same thoughts on this fight. It should be a, an interesting fight. So, bro, imagine you're said. living. Imagine you're living in China. Your name would have been. We would have been Martin Adam. That's yeah, like I mean, a, fam- might, a well, famous dog player. A freaking first name, anyways. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's what? Is it? Mar- Martin Adams is a famous dog player. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for this uh, preview UFC Vegas 61. I mean, it should be a good card. I'm with you, Marcel. Like, we got a lot of fights, and it should be a fun one. All right, let's do Contender Series, guys. We'll do that. Um, we'll go through the card. You watched the, the Wayne's Day, I'm assuming? Yeah, everybody made weight, right? Yeah, they did. So that's good. Uh, let's go through that card quickly, guys. I'm going to pull up here. Screen? Yeah. yeah, just because, I mean, let's be honest. A lot of these guys are kind of unknown. Mm-hmm. Although Bo Nichols there. He's, we know who he is. You guys got it? Yeah, good. All right, let's go to the first fight here. We have – let's pull up the odds here, guys. We've got Ashik Adrim against Matias Mendonca – Mendonca? I'm sorry, I probably butchered the last name. I'll say Mendonca. Minus 255 for Mendonca and plus 215 for Ajim. What do you think? 
Um, yeah, Ashim is the underdog, but I really like Ashim actually, you know. Uh, I'm also more familiar with him, so maybe that's why. Uh, I see the Madonna guy got a win over Pedro Nobre. I think he yeah. was one time in the UFC, and Dana yeah. kicked him out because he overdid a, an injury. Which there was a fight where he got hit in the back of the head, and he like uh, cried. Saying, Alcatara? Like, he, yeah, he, yeah, and he caught him right away, which is crazy, yeah. but... Yeah, I remember that fight. <laughs> Me too. So uh, yeah, um, yeah, I, I would say maybe I'm 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 wrong because I see it's that it's he's a pretty big favorite man in my opinion. The Madonna over I should because of this, probably because this dude got knocked by yeah. That's just a horrible loss to have. Sorry, but it's bad. You yeah, know? that's a bad loss, Marcel. But he will he won against Will Smith. Yeah, he <laughs> the <did>. Fresh Prince. <laughs> Is that the guy's nickname? It better be. Oh, it's I'm, not. It's Ill Will. Ill will. It's Bellatory for that thing as well. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of remember this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They brought him in to lose to Lucas Brennan plus 400. Yeah. Anyways, so you're picking Ajame as a dog? I think I do. Yeah. Fair enough. I was leading the Brazilian guy. Again, I don't, I'm not super familiar with these guys, but I was leading this dude. Uh, and he, again, he is the, he is a decent sized favorite, but you're right. I mean, contender. And last week, all the favorites won. They're probably due for some underdogs this week, quite yeah. frankly, because just based on how it's it's gone this year, there's been a lot of dogs, especially early in the year. All right, Yao, uh, Zhao Ellis against Rafael Ramos Estevan. I, not too familiar with these guys either. Estevan's minus 190, Elias plus 160. Uh, your thoughts on these guys? Yeah, I'm also not really familiar with these guys. You know, um, both both guys are from Brazil. Both guys, guys fighting out of uh, pretty good teams in Brazil. You know, um, if I have to pick somebody here, I'm going with the undefeated guy here, Rafael Ramos Estevan. But I'm not sure. I would never put the money on this one. I have no idea. Yeah, he he is the favorite here. I mean, again, undefeated, right? And he's coming off that win in LFA, Fafashido yeah. before that. I'm, I don't have a strong feeling, but I would lean towards the undefeated. I usually lean towards the undefeated fighter. You know, it's hard to pick their first loss. Next right here, Jack Jenkins taking on Freddie Linares. Jenkins minus two forty, Linares plus two hundred. Uh, I know you you know Jack Jenkins a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, I think Jack Jenkins. I would pick him here. Yeah, he's the eternal MMA champion. You know, yeah. um, I think he's what I saw so far from him. He's pretty solid. You know, he has two losses back to back and early in his career, but uh, I would pick him here. Yeah. How about you? That's what I was leaning to. Like I, I'm a little bit more familiar with him a little bit. I've heard really good things about the guy and. Hmm. Um, this this promotion Budo Sento, uh, this is kind of getting a this is getting a bigger bit bigger now, eh? This one, mm-hmm. I think it's on Fight Pass now. I've heard of that promotion. Uh, oh, UCC too. Okay, all right. Anyways, this guy's got a lot of experience in a short amount of time, so that's it's crazy, right? Like these guys make their debuts three years ago, and they might be in the UFC. There's been guys that have been training for like 20, 30 years that never make it to the UFC. You know, they're high level fighters. It's kind of crazy, man. Sports evolving. Sam Patterson gets Venetius Sensi Patterson. Minus two twenty five cents. He plus one. I've heard good things about Patterson. Like, yeah, he's, man, the win, right? He's good. I, I saw many fights of his from by uh, by Brave. Yep. Uh, he got he got good wins over Camille Magomedov and uh, Ilias Jirun, who fought in PFL before. I think he also got a win over Felipe Silva, yep. and uh, yep. uh, a win against um, uh, against Conor McGregor's water boy Kian Cowley. Um, so yeah, I'm picking him, man. This guy. Yeah. He's the guy. Do you remember when uh, Connor attacked the bus? Yeah, that was the guy next to him in court. Okay, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, and like the Gladiator Challenge is not a really good promotion to come from, but they have re- that's probably the worst American promotion uh, with it's documentation, bad. man. It's bad. Bo Nickel against Donovan Beard main event minus fifteen hundred. 
Beard plus 900. Um, Nickel's obviously going to win. And listen, like, Beard is a better fighter than his last opponent, and the guy's not terrible, okay? But, guys, watch this fight with Miles Lee. He was getting destroyed on the ground with the grappling wrestle for three and a half rounds and then pulled off a miracle triangle, like, from the bottom. <sighs> it's just they know he's going to lose. This is obviously but- a setup fight. Go ahead. I can't beg a guy whose name is Beard and doesn't have a beard, obviously. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> the highlight reel, that's interesting. Half his fights were by decision. Um, he's not bad. I just don't think no. this is a good fight for him. I mean, Bo Nichols is an absolute monster. The guy is, he's going to, he'll probably win a belt one day. Like, he is good, you know? He's just, he's a natural in MMA. He's an amazing grappler. Here's my question. How does he win the fight? Because he's going to win, and there's props. So you got Bo Nickel by knockout, minus 135. Nickel by submission plus one eighty five, and the nickel by decisions plus five hundred. You also have nickel round one, round two, one three. What are you thinking? Because I, I, he definitely wins. But what do you think? How do you think he wins? You, you think would, he submit, knocks him out, submission? What do you think? Yeah, I go with a submission first or yeah, second. That's round. what I was leaning to, man. You get plus money on it, guys. It's plus one eighty five. It actually opened plus two thirty five. Went down. You're getting some value, uh, plus plus money value on Bo Nickel winning the fight by submission. I definitely think there's a chance that happens because. I feel like it'll be a grappling heavy fight. Takes him down, and like I said, this guy's better than that last dude. That Zach Brago guy who showed up. He didn't give a fuck. He missed weight. He didn't care at all. Yeah. So that guy, he, 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 he didn't know, care. He, he know he wants a stepping stone here. He did. He's like, you know what? Screw you guys. I have no chance to win. I'm not going to bother yeah. making weight though. When you're when you when you only make, it's five and five on contender, right? So making five thousand and then they take away what 30 percent. Yeah, you're not left with much after you pay your. Co- the guy probably basically paid to fight and get beat up. Anyways. Bonico wins that fight. A couple of comments here, guys. This guy likes that dog. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. In the first fight. Stop John Hub's going. Patterson. Yeah, I've heard good things. Uh Sean Bitter was telling me good things about him. Scout and they scout. Uh Sensi Dana Dana White said, Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. This is a setup fight. I agree. What's up, Marcus? It'd be interesting if Dana White not saying Bo after his per- per- picture performance on contender back by uh, first world. Can I, don't I reply so. to that? Yeah, of course you can. I mean, honestly, I think the UFC already gave Bo Nickel already kind of a contract. Yeah. You know what I mean? He'd be he's like, way too happy about it. Like, there's no yeah. way. I'm with you. There's a table deal here going on for sure. I mean, uh, Kawa immediately said after the fight, like, uh, like there is something there's that we already have. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if if they didn't sign him or give him anything, you know, don't you think Bellator of PFL would have jumped on him immediately? Obviously, you know the guy's yeah, so, yeah. extreme talent. Like he's yeah. really, he's probably not making five and five. He's probably getting more. I would guess, right? Yeah, because it seems like he's on here to up the rate the ratings. Who should he fight next? That's a great question. I honestly don't know because middleweight. There's just I'm looking at the you know? the, uh, the fights right now. There's so many guys coming fight. up. And I know, I know one. Give Ooh. him the winner of uh, Nick Maximoff against Jacob Malkoon. You could do that, and it, it you know it's probably a good way to get rid of one of those guys too, right? You know, because they're not the most exciting guys. Um, I think he wins. You know, you could do like Jamie Pickett, it's an ultimate fighter veteran, or something. Excuse me, contender series. Probably be Alan Amadovsky. Alan Amadovsky. <laughs> Imagine they give Alan another contract. Just to, no one wants to fight uh, Bo, and then Alan Amadovsky puts his hand up. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, someone like with like one or two fights in the UFC, or with a, like I said, like a Pickett who has a two and four record. You know. Um, Gilbert Urbina's own one, someone like that. I mean, maybe that's the fight. Urbina, like another UFC, might be like, you have to take this fight. Or you're getting cut, Tra- like Treshawn Gore. Yeah, it's Treshawn Gore, or maybe or like AJ Dobson. One of these guys that isn't that good. Marcel at the bottom of the, of the rankings. So, that's my thoughts on that one. Um, 
give him Izzy. No. Actually, you know what? Listen, he, he's going to be competitive one day against Izzy, but I see some people say he's going to beat Izzy right now. I, guys, come on. Like, that's literally the best middleweight in the world. I'm not even really a huge Adesanya fan, but I can recognize how great he really is. And as, as special as Bo Nickel is, like, he only has two MMA fights. Adesanya's been fighting literally the best guys in the world at multiple weight classes, too. So, I mean, I think eventually they could fight and Bo would beat him with the wrestling. But right now, I don't know. I mean, this guy, there's so many unanswered questions about Bo still, Marshall. Like, I'm, listen, I'm assuming his conditioning is great, but I don't know that. You know what I mean? I, I, I got a reply to Marcus Williams, the last one. Um, yeah, Puerto Faras, man. Why does he have to fight every <laughs> tough guy? And he always has to fight <laughs> up-and-coming beasts. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the, the last thing we're, we're talking about on this on this show, guys. We obviously went way over the time. Here. That's okay, because we're going to start. We're gonna, the next one's going to be short. All right. Let's go to this one, Marcel. We got Bellator uh, 286. And we'll, talk about, we'll quickly talk about Bellator 35 on the next show if anyone wants to stick around. Um, let's just go through a couple of the fights. I don't want to go through the whole card, but we'll go through a couple here. Uh, Patricio Pivot versus Adam Boric. I mean, you know I'm going to pick the guy named Adam. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, got to go Pitbull, right? Like, I mean, odds. Pitbull as well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Odds, sorry, I got to tell them. Uh, minus 160, plus 130. So the odds went down because he opened at minus 260, which I think is fair because Boric, you know, that was a pretty big number opening him at plus 200. Now that it's been bet down. He has a chance to win. He's a very good fighter, but Pitbull's been there, done nice, followed the best featherweights. And, you know, Boric, that win over Mads Brunel doesn't look as good now after Brunel lost to Pedro Carvalho last weekend, you know, in my opinion, Marcel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was good at the time, but, you know, now I'm like, okay. We, we got to talk. Yeah, yeah. We got to talk about that. We're going to we're gonna talk about that. Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, AJ McKee, Spike Carlisle, minus 425 McKee, plus 325 uh, Spike Carlisle. McKee, I think McKee rolls in his lightweight debut. You think so too? No, I think Spike upsets him. No, just kidding. Yeah. I think oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, Spike's been on a roll too. Like, I, I got to give him credit. Like, the guy's done well. Like, he's looking. McKee great. is a special athlete, in my opinion. I know. You know he's a special I, guy. I'm with you, but this guy really shouldn't have been cut. He got sure. cut too soon. One in two and got cut. Like, lost do you to think good he, fighters. Do you think he got cut due to his comments on uh, on social media? Because I can't see why. Like, based on his yeah. record, he got cut because the first win was nice, and then. Loses two decisions to like really good fighters, like yeah, and he's got good wins since then. Um, Aaron Pico, who I mean, is this guy natural? Because you guys have seen the picture. Dude, like, I saw you should put a picture up here on screen for people who haven't seen. Okay, it. okay, keep talking. I'll it's look probably on his Instagram. I mean, the dude looked ripped, completely shredded. You know, it's like he pretty much maybe has like one percent of fat, body fat. I don't know. <laughs> That's how he looked. Um, I think it's a fun matchup, man. It's a rebooking, right? That was supposed to fight earlier. Jeremy Kennedy, uh, the bandit now before Junior Bacon Cheeseburger. Um, yeah, fun, good fighter, I think. You know, I remember I picking him to beat Volkanovski when he was in the UFC, and uh, man, Volkanovski completely dominated that fight. He like, what the hell is this? Like, like, what is this? Isn't this doesn't look real? Like, you know? this looks like. Do you know the clip of uh, Robbie Williams, Rock DJ, back in the day, <laughs> where he's ripping all his body parts off? That's how it looks. Um, Look at Roy Nelson had the same look last week. <laughs> That's awesome. That's such a good comment. That's so funny, man. Everyone's like laughing. Oh man. Listen, like someone said the same look on the toilet. <laughs> the guy's a beast. Like he should win this fight, right? Like he oh by the way, the odds uh minus six hundred. Whoa, minus six hundred. It's high though, right? Like he's lost yeah. the favorite guys. Like there's a thing. That, like, I like. Listen, Eric Pico's really good. Okay, that's disrespectful, dude. It is, it is. And Jeremy Kennedy's a good fighter. But here's the thing. Yeah. Like, Aaron Pico's great, but 
he's been so overhyped, I think, throughout his career. Like, he lost this fight to Zach Freeman. Is it? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, no business losing. And then he lost that. This fight with Henry Corrales was very surprising. He was a big, yeah. big favorite. The Adam Boards fight, I mean, Adam, now we know he's really good, but at the time it was pretty shocking. So, and a lot of his wins, Marcel, are against terrible fighters. You know, I think he's, I think honestly, he's very talented, but a little bit overrated. Yes. That's my opinion. Yeah. So, my thoughts on him. You got some other fights. Arsenal to Barzola should be a good fight. Uh, Max Roscoff's here as well. Mamadov. It's a good card. Like, that's the thing. Beltor's not doing as many cards, so now they're, they're more stacked now. By the way, this fight's a complete joke, too. This Samika, Samiko Naba versus Nadine Mando. Sorry, Marcel. I know this is your girl. No, um, no, not even. The, the, was she from Belgium, right? She's from Belgium, yeah. Yeah, she's not good. And the other girl is like minus 1,000, I want to say. Uh, yeah, minus- they. they- they, they like Imaba. They minus 800. <laughs> Sorry, it was minus 800, not minus 1,000. Yeah, she'll, she'll win. All right. That's pretty much all I wanted to say on this one anyways. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Any fight quickly or are you good? Yeah, J.J. Wilson is a good prospect. Oh, yeah, well. I forgot with him. Yeah, he's moving up to lightweight now, right? So Yeah, yeah he, he should. He should win too. <laughs> Lance Gibson Jr. is also good. He's fighting a guy. He, like, they, they get, there's some setup fights. Whoever made it should win his fight, too. <laughs> I mean, last time you had the guy, uh, Cody Law, who was fighting James Gonzalez. And they were thinking, like, this is a yeah. safe fight for Cody. And he lost. Yeah, it's true. You, know, it's you never same... know, right? Do you remember, remember what it... uh, The guy who destroyed C.B. Dalway and, and Herb Dean refused yeah. to start the fight. Yeah. But he lost this... as a big one. Yeah. Remember him? His yeah, last fight. of course. Do you remember... Um... What's his name again? Um, oh yeah, uh, James Gallagher against yeah. uh, Ricky Ricky Bandejas. They yeah. also thought like we have a safe fight for for James Gallagher, and then Ricky Bandejas knocked him out. Switch and music. So um, yeah, I mean, sometimes you know, I I like sometimes Bellator matchup, but they really shouldn't do these these gimme fights for guys they want to build up, you know. And they do it a lot with some guys, which I don't like. You know? We do. All right, we'll close that up. That was fun. A couple other comments, guys, and we're gonna we're gonna close this one. We're gonna do a second podcast, but it's 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 short, and it's only if you want to listen to recapping Bellator and, and Contender Series and talk about a few other fights. But it's not gonna be an hour long the second one because we went way over on this one. This is almost an hour and a half now, but yeah. that's okay. <laughs> Bodico versus Ikram Alex Karam. I mean, that's a good fight, Col- Colostrum, but I don't know if they do it. It'd be a good fight though. The Bellator rankings are bad, and you talk about the USC rankings, but the Bellator ones are worse. Like, there's guys that have, like. In their last fight, they beat a guy and they're ranked below. It makes no sense. So I mean, they're... of of course it's bad. Amy Kaplan is one of the panelists. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I, yeah, no comment. But by the way, I don't know. Did, <laughs> did you watch the weigh-in today on a Junkie? Is that where you watched it? I just saw the pictures, dude. Okay, I was actually I had it in the background while I was doing some work, and like there was one point like where because she, she's always at the uh, events, yeah. And like she had like some, she was talking to some guy. You could like hear it like on the stream, yeah. and they're, like this guy was like asking her about her job and like how much money she gets paid and stuff. I'm like, whoa! I'm like, does she know that she's being streamed right now? Like, I don't know if she wants people to know that stuff. Like, it was all, like you could hear it very clearly. So okay. Probably the, I'm probably one of the only 100 people that actually watched that stream today. I just had it on the background. It was only like 10 minutes anyways. They all waited really fast, so it wasn't an issue anyways. Um, all right, let's plug our sophomore song. We'll get out of here, and we'll start the uh, the second show. Do a short one there. Go ahead. Yeah, it's still Big Marcel 24 on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, mixed martial arts section for the articles in Dutch. There you go. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter, <clears throat> at Matter Martin, podcast, amyoddbaker.com. It's on... Uh, Obviously, our, our website and the odds breaker. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about it, guys. Uh, Marcel, man, looking forward to uh, talk to uh, this card this weekend. You guys can obviously find my uh, 
best bets bookies.com will have them out tomorrow. MyMenus.com for some news. Um, just going to close the show, guys, and then we're going to start a short one if you want to join us. We're just going to recap Bellator and Contender from last week, talk about the contracts. I'll talk to you guys in a few. If not, I'll see you guys next week. Peace.